0: Hello, everybody. Today is Friday, September 18th, 2015. Where does the time go? I mean, I just I need to know this now. Hope everybody is enjoying their day or night. Um, I never know when you guys are going to listen to these things, but I hope you're doing well. Uh, I was flying to Baltimore yesterday and I got this idea for this podcast and I said, you know what, I'm going to record this as soon as I get home. And so I'm just getting back from my trip. Just went there for probably no more, a little bit over 24 hours. Um, had to get some work done, but I was thinking to myself, you know what? I noticed that my whole like I used to feel like I had a lot of trouble or drama when it came to like dating and relationships. And now I really don't feel like I have it. Um, my life has changed dramatically. Like I think back on the times when I used to be waiting on somebody to text me or wondering why they hadn't texted me back or wondering what they meant when they said this. Or why do I feel like I keep attracting the same kind of person or type of person and all that good stuff? So um, I remember the day that I made a definitive change in my whole entire approach to this thing. And so I want to share that with you today in this podcast. I'm not how sure. I'm not sure. How long we're gonna go because I did go over my five-point rule and even hit seven points and even have some intro points. So you may want to sit back, get a cup of coffee, or if it's the nighttime, get a cup of wine, take out your my taught you journal. And for those of you who don't have those journals, I've said it once and I'll say it again. I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand more times. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do that journal again. I am planning on doing something else, something different. So if you haven't had a chance to pick up the My Tai Journal, the Learn More to Earn More Journal, Um, You can do that on the website, mytaughtyou.com. For those of you that want to ask me questions, there's a tab on the mytaughtyou.com site where you can literally ask me anything. And I get the questions to my phone, so I do see them as they come in. And whenever I get some free time, I try to answer them all. And so I'm going to have a free weekend. So I plan to answer as many questions as I can. Like, it would be awesome if I could answer 100. So look out for those because I am going to do that. Um, But without further ado... I've got my little half glass of wine before I head to dinner with a friend tonight. So I'm going to sip my wine and I'm going to go through some of these um, points with you. Let me take a sip. So I want to talk about why I decided to take a business approach to dating and relationships. And I really want to make a super huge note of this. So if you are taking notes, write this in caps. Notice I didn't say love. I am not talking about taking a business approach to love. I am talking about a business approach to dating and relationships. So um, sometimes I feel like love, that thing is a matter of the heart. And I feel like a lot of times, I used to have a boyfriend and we would always say like the heart wants what it wants. And it's just like when you start to get tangled up with someone that simply is just not the right fit. Um, it's hard to let that go. And so I don't care how sharp you are. I don't care how many tools you have. I don't care how many times you listen to this podcast when the heart wants what it wants. There's not much you can do about it. But in my mind, I was like, if you can manage, um, to clear your slate, which is difficult to do, but not impossible. If you can manage to clear your slate, um, and, or really start to do the work. Um, I think that, This can really work for you. So I am 36 years old, and I spent much of my 20s um, thinking that I wanted to be in something serious, because I think everybody, when you see other people in relationships, my best girlfriend got married when we were 20 or 21. So then you start thinking, well, maybe I need to be with somebody. But I did know that I was really, really serious about my work. Like, I really wanted to see if I could become a successful professional. And so that was my highest priority. And I don't think I was fair to myself in thinking that I wanted them, wanted both equally because I didn't. I wanted to try to win professionally far more than I wanted a relationship to work. And so I think that If some of us are in that space, if you're younger or even if you're older and you're in that space, it's like really learning to be honest about where your priorities are. And so now that I'm not 26 and I'm a decade past that, I can be honest and look back and say, you know what? I noticed that like as soon as somebody felt like too much of a distraction for me to succeed, they got placed somewhere different, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't still hanging out with them or hooking up with them, but I didn't really care that much about them. And even though I kept them around, they, they would hang out, but I still wasn't pursuing, um, this like partnership or life partner or whatever it is that I felt like I wanted when I turned 35. So last year, I don't know what year. If I'm 36, I turned 36 this year. So last year, yeah, sorry, (laughs) y'all. Last year when I turned 35, I think, like, every year on my birthday is when I schedule a physical. So if you don't check your body out, just think about it on your birthday. Like, schedule a physical every year on your birthday. So that's my thing. It's what I do. And at the 35 physical is when the doctor, that's when they start women, you know, having that conversation with you. Like, okay, okay do you want to have children? Are you going to think about having children? And all this other kind of stuff. And then, you know, all these like extra tests, you know, that they tell you about. And then this real emphasis on your health, like preventative, like at 35 is when, you know, you should start, my doctor recommended like even more exercise. I exercise quite a bit, but I'm glad I got my Fitbit because I'm definitely getting more cardio, but like even more exercise and all these things. And I remember coming back from my doctor's appointment, you know, week of my birthday thinking like, oh my God, I haven't really thought about like family or not seriously, like not in a biological sense. Like I've thought about it in a romantic sense. I've thought about it in a, you know, whatever, but I never really thought like, oh my God, time matters, you know? And so, um, that little nugget stuck with me and it is true that like, I have worked so hard and I have accomplished so much and I have this life that like, it would be nice to share with someone else, you know? Um, and not to say like, I have not been single my whole entire life. Like I always tell people, I tell people I had this neighbor party. If you guys follow me on Snapchat, um, I'm at my league on Snapchat. I share some of my neighbor party. I was there last weekend and everyone always wants, I was the only quote-unquote single person and I'm not single like I I'm in a relationship I'm simply unmarried you know and so um I think that that little conversation that I had with the doctor was like you know what my leak, it's probably time for you to start taking finding like partnership or finding someone to share this life with a bit more seriously than you have like Bitching with your girlfriends over wine on the weekends or over brunch is not the same as actually doing something about it. So, um, without further ado, I'm going to get into the first point. The first point is to admit that you have no clue. If it hasn't been working out for you, if everything seems to end, if you always supposedly keep hooking up with the same kind of guy or everybody ends up using you or everybody, every guy that's attracted to you is already in a relationship. All this BS that we feed ourselves. If whatever you're doing is not working, um, you need to, you need to acknowledge that you are a, the problem. You know, it's like, every, it can't be everybody else. It can't be. And that was a, that was a seriously hard pill for me to swallow because I'm like, but I'm so awesome. I mean, I really do think I am, but how awesome am I really? If I have like been failing at this miserably, even the times when I thought I was trying, I just still wasn't doing well. And when I say failing, I don't think when things don't work out, I don't consider that failing. I think that when I was consistent, my consistent, consistency in making the wrong choices is what made me a failure like I can accept that I can own that like I consistently chose wrong um so I accepted myself as the problem um and then I realized that I was uh, there was something that I was going through that I that I will explain further but many of us are either emulating what we've seen at home like I remember watching my mom go to work and like the laundry, like my mother did so much, and I got into a relationship. The first time that I had ever lived with a guy, I tried to like basically emulate what my mom did and literally drove myself crazy. Like, this is not for me, I can't do this, I gotta be my own person. Um, others of us are trying to change stories, like we're trying to change the trauma that happened. So if your mom or dad cheated, your mom or dad left, you know, we're trying to like it's it's a legitimate term that my therapist told me about called repetition compulsion. Like if you feel like I keep attracting the same man, um, there is something serious called repetition compulsion. And I'm going to read it to you. You can Google it if you want to like highlight it, copy and paste it or talk to your therapist about it. But I'll read you a quick couple sentences on it. Repetition compulsion is a psychological phenomenon in which a person repeats a traumatic event or its circumstances over and over again. This includes reenacting the event or putting oneself in situations where the event is likely to have it happen again. This reliving can also take the form of dreams in which memories and feelings of what happened are repeated and even hallucination. And then I found out that this is something that we do sub or unconsciously. So this is either deep in your subconscious or you just are unconsciously doing this, unconsciously picking the same person over and over again. It's really, really crazy how this can happen, which is why I think that the next step is to get some help. Um, I decided, and I decided to do this well before I was 35. I think I started therapy at 33. Um, and this was one of the reasons why I wanted to start. Like, I knew that I had a lot of, personal family things that I needed to work through but one of the things when I first met with my therapist that I told her I wanted to do was like I really want to learn how to relate better in romantic relationships because I mean I've had some great I've had some great interactions with some men I've had some really awesome things but I really couldn't look back on anything that really made sense or that started out right or that didn't have red flags all over the damn place that I chose not to see. So I went to the therapist to try to understand my behaviors. And so, um, I don't know, I know that therapy can be costly, but I know insurance covers it. I think my therapist was saying that there is a law that like your insurance has to cover it now. Um, and then I know that there are also some, um, free, I know there's a place in Atlanta, I think I shared it once, I'll try to share it again, Uh, maybe in my next podcast, because I cannot think of it right now, but there are a couple of places that either do free therapy, or free group therapy, Um, there are some awesome churches uh, that can also, that also do this, but like, I decided that I wanted to get help, I had a lot of anger, Um, I used to get very, very angry, like, angry, I can't even tell you, I don't even remember the last time I've been so angry, but I had some anger issues that I needed to work through. Um, I was notorious for cutting people off, honey. I could cut you off so fast. You didn't even know what happened to you. Um, And I really just wanted to like, I don't know, like stop doing that, or at least understand why I was doing that, you know? But more than anything, I wanted to stop entertaining the wrong person and the wrong people. Like I was like, I have had enough of this. Um, it's very clear that I don't know how to do this myself, um, because if I did, I wouldn't be in this position. So that was something that I knew I needed to work on in therapy. And it took me a couple of years to, um, to get to the place that I am now to the place that I feel really comfortable and confident. And that was just because I wasn't solely in therapy, focusing on relationships, I I've also done some like occupational therapy like I am an entrepreneur I've never done the kind of work that I'm doing I've never worked with the the caliber of brands that I'm working with the caliber of people um I've never really had to manage a team so there are a bunch of occupational things that I work on and then you know just family things like I am a young black woman that grew up in a perceived ghetto so that's also something that you know I work through divorced parents that whole bit you get the script. So, um, but we did get around to it and, and it's been helpful. My third point is to tell you to trust your gut. Um, when you feel like something is off, stop. I don't understand why we do this. Like I, you know, that feeling when you call somebody and they're not answering their phone after a certain time. They can't talk at this particular point or always texting, never calling you back. Um, they don't have any social media. I'm not saying some people like, I mean, who has no social media today? I don't know. But just some things that you know when something's not right and that's real. Like I don't know why when it comes to matters of relationships, we won't trust our gut. However, you know when you're handling your business, like I think sometimes that I have this awesome spirit of discernment. I know when somebody's shady. Like within a few I can meet somebody and talk to them for 2 minutes and know that they are not a stand-up business person. And the truth, the same thing is that you know the same thing for a guy or a girl. Like we know it, but when the heart's involved, it's like we want to convince ourselves that what we see is not what we see or if there is a sliver of hope, we want to hang to that and cling to that versus what we know is real. Um, If somebody's character is questionable, like, I don't know. I take issue if I'm dating somebody and they treat their parents really bad. Like I, that's, mm -mm, I'm not going to be into that. Because if you could mistreat your parents, you really wouldn't care about me. You know, there's just certain things that people do that you know that you your gut's like, uh-uh, that's not it. Like, that's real. And that's going to happen over and over again. And it's like I always say, what you accept becomes what you should expect. The minute you accept something from someone that you don't like, that you don't agree with, that's not for you, you need to just go ahead and roll out the red carpet and welcome more of it because it's coming. So you have to trust your gut. A red flag is a red flag. Don't try to make it pink. Don't try to make it uh off you know anything other than that like it is a red flag and uh, take it seriously like you know how many strikes would you give your job how many strikes would you give a client how many strikes would you give a customer like the same thing happens like it is not an endless fountain of like foolishness that needs to be happening um number four You need clear goals, you know, it's like, so the reason why the dating thing wasn't working out for me back in the day, because I really didn't have clear goals. It was just like, I wanted to kick it with you. Like I wanted someone to do things with. I wanted companionship, but I really wasn't um, doing what I should have done. To make sure that that was happening either like i remember my mom i would tell her like oh yeah i have a date tonight you know like it'll be saturday and i would have scheduled let's just say one day earlier in the week i will have a date with so-and-so saturday so saturday morning my mom would be like what time is your date and i'd be like i don't know she's like what do you mean you don't know i'm like oh i haven't we haven't spoken yet well are you planning on calling I'm like no why i don't know like whatever if you want to go on a date with me hit me up and if that per- if i didn't hear from the person then i would just make alternate plans so i was not being good either Um, and I also was operating from a really dark place. Like I told you about the anger and the hurt. It was just like, what something I learned in therapy is that like, I had this kind of like crazy resentment where I was trying to like hurt people, like trying to be shady to them before they were shady to me, stuff like that, stupid stuff like that, um, that I was doing, um, several unconsciously, but I, I've noticed now that I was doing stuff like that, like wanting to attempt to like control and own the situation. Um, probably because I felt like I couldn't do that when I was younger, whatever caused my trauma, going back to repetition compulsion, I couldn't control that, but I could control these new interactions, these new relationships. And I did. Um, so I had to get clear about my goals, about what I wanted. Um, and I had to stop being afraid to say that early on. Like there's so many articles that'll tell you, don't say this. You know, you're going to scare a guy away if you say this or if you say that. And it's just like, scare him away. Like scare him away because the right person for you, you can't scare away. So if you saying, I really would like to be married, um, I'm not saying tomorrow, but in soon, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you, if you want to be a mother, you want to be a parent say that like if that's going to scare somebody away they're not the person for you like I'm telling you that now so it's like I don't know if you need to put dates on it like I want to be this and her name is Ariel and she's going to go to this school but just I don't think there's anything weird or wrong with saying you know I'd like to be married soon what is soon you know a couple years like you know why because I'm ready to do this and do that and I really would like to have children and I am this age because remember I told you that that whole biology thing comes into play like that biology thing is real So don't, like, time, I don't want you to freak out because you shouldn't. But, like, it's a real thing. So don't be afraid to have those kinds of conversations. Um, Number five is my research and marketing uh, wing. And it's just, like, so often you guys are trying to meet people, like, at home. Like, you don't go anywhere or you're staying in the same circles. Uh, You're not getting out. You refuse to date online. Which is so crazy to me because I'm just like, every time somebody says they refuse to date online, I ask them, in a year's time, how often have they written a letter versus email? You know, how, how are they communicating with their friends? How many people are communicating with people mostly on social media or mostly some sort of electronic way? So there's nothing wrong with growing with the times. You know, I always say whenever I'm giving, like, talks to other businesses, like, you have to evolve or dissolve. If you want to sketch out a letter, I'll send you a feather and some ink, and you can do that, but, like, get with the times, like, you have to evolve, you have to really get in here and do your your good marketing of yourself and make yourself, you know, put yourself out there. How many people know that you're looking? Like, I just posted the the note on Instagram, and it's just, like, people are, like, oh, I need help, like, do people know you're single and looking is that it's nothing to be ashamed of, like nothing at all. It's just like, yeah, you know, I'm single. I'm looking. There's nothing weird or wrong about that. Like, let people set you up. That's what people did. That's what people still need to do. Um, and then how wide are you casting your customer net? Like, are you limited to a certain age group, to a certain, um, you know, race or ethnicity? Like, I only do this. I only do that. A certain height. A certain all kinds of stuff. Like there's a book that I read. I need to ask my friend about it where um it's this whole book about how women want like basically there aren't enough men that fit the the stereotype or I guess the structure of that most women say they want. So if women had to fill out a checklist like I want him to be this, I want him to be tall, I want him to be chocolate, I want him to be tall. He needs to have this kind of job. I want him to be childless. I want him to never be married. Like there are so many people, women that want the guy that's on your checklist and there are not enough of those to even go around or that even exist on the planet. So there's some things that you may need to think about. And if I can think of the book, I had to text my friend and ask her what it was because she sent me, she actually gave me that book when I broke up with a guy that I was seeing. Because I was just like, he just doesn't do it for me. And she was just like, well, my leak, like you do know that like this kind of this mysterious, magical guy that you're looking for likely doesn't exist. And they do this whole study with how women, even in online dating, want a kind of guy that like wouldn't even date them. Like, it's so crazy, but like long story, I'm getting off topic, but yes. Okay. Use your tools, you know, um, use your tools, cast a wide customer net. Number six is like, decide what your cutoff is. I have a cutoff when I'm contacting different companies or different businesses or doing different things. I have a cutoff on like, if I don't hear back this many times, I'm moving on. If this, if this person doesn't respond back with this or that after X amount of times of outreach, I'm moving on. If this working relationship doesn't work isn't making any progress in this time I'm moving on you have to set a cutoff. like when you start dating someone and you it's the early stages of a relationship you have to know your cutoff, right and so you have to know how long you're willing to go without knowing and so I'll tell an insanely personal story when it comes to that I was dating someone most recently that um I just didn't know like I thought I liked the person. I knew that I wasn't like in love. Um, I knew that I wasn't fully, what is the word? Like, I don't even know what the word is. Like that was the thing is that I just didn't feel like, I just didn't feel that thing, you know? And every time, like every week I would like sit in therapy and like every time I would try to ask myself like, what's my cutoff? Like How long am I willing to go without knowing, like, waiting for something to happen or change or for me to feel this thing? And, like, I decided to just cut myself off. Like, you know what? And it probably went on longer than it needed to. But I was just like, I still don't know. And I should know by now. You know what I mean? Not to say that the relationship couldn't have become anything or that this couldn't. It couldn't have. But it's just like, I don't know. And this is too long to not know. So I'm moving on boom, you know, so you have to set your cutoff date like, how long are you going to go through like, there's this article that I read Lovey, Awesomely Lovey just posted it, but I had read it before and it's like, you should it's called like, fuck yeah, and like everybody should feel like that's how you should feel about the person that you're with, like, you should be able to say, F yeah, and that person should say it about you, and I didn't feel that and if you don't feel that, like, you gotta decide what you, what your cutoff is going to be when it comes to that Um, my seventh point is about like the approach to relationships. Once your relationship is happening, try to take a business approach when you're having conflict. Like that's the place that I think that that works best in conflict. Like if you wouldn't cuss and scream and act a fool at work, and you know when somebody at work sends you that email that you have to like roll your eyes, grit your teeth, and type back something nice. A lot of times in relationships, that is just the approach that I take. The the new ones, the ones I really like and love. Um, is that I just want to be careful with my words and not say anything that I wouldn't say to, um, a CEO of a top company that I would work with, even if they really upset me because I'm trying to protect my reputation. I'm trying to like make sure that there's some integrity there. And so I take the same approach and whenever I have conflict, um, it's just like, you know what, let me think about this, or let me not just pop off off like that. Um, Let me just take a breather. Maybe I need to take some time. Um, But there's a way that you can do that. And so that's the way that I take a business approach once I'm in the relationship. Because I really try to take it with conflict. So I hope these help you. If you have any more questions, hit me up on my page. Hit me up on mytachi.com. Ask me anything. I want to talk to you. Have a good one. Bye.